It was ugly. It was frustrating, but it was another Hawkeye win. Iowa runs a record to 7-2 and two and in control once again of the Big Ten West. Back from Chicago, it's Locked On Hawkeyes. You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Trent Condon, and this is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Well, we're back from Chicago. Voice is a little bit rough. A lot of hollering, a little singing afterwards. In heaven, there is no beer because it was a Hawkeye win. Iowa wins it 10-7 against Northwestern. And uh, certainly a day in Wrigley that was nothing short but of it as of incredible. It was such a fun environment. And there are things, and we're going to get into the frustrations, the disappointments, the uneven play of this team offensively, and the passing game being just so broken. We'll get into all those things. But before we get into the minutiae of the 60 minutes on the football field, get into town on Thursday night and right away see Hawkeye fans everywhere, staying downtown and you now 10 minute Uber drive away. Even out there at our hotel, we stayed at the Drake, and we saw a ton of Hawkeye fans at that point. Then Friday, doing our show for Merkel's, doing my radio show, and then the podcast with LaShawn. Uh, it was just a, such a great time. And thanks to everybody that that stopped by. Uh, we had a group that was there, including Hawkeye Weird Al, that was there right away. Uh, one of the Hawkeye Haydens that you saw, and Harry Carey, that uh, were dressed up. And, and just thanks to all you guys and ladies that, that came out to watch our shows, hang out with us at Merkel's and throughout the day. It, it's so much fun. And it's such a huge part of being a Hawkeye fan of these trips. When you go on them, it's special. Yes. Being in Kinnick stadium for a football game, it's a special environment. And I think for all of us that are Hawkeye fans, it is different, right? It's just something about it. And being an Iowan and having the background it's special. It really is. And to get to go back to one of those environments, it's been a few years since I've been able to go to a bowl game and you know, with kids and life gets in the way. And I used to go to all the bowl games for a long time back in my single days and things change and that's okay because I certainly love the life that I'm leading, but being able to go out this and experience something like that at Wrigley field. Look, I'm not a Cubs fan. Um, but been to obviously a lot of games in Wrigley uh, throughout my life, both growing up and then as a young adult now, as a aging adult, I've been to a lot of games in, in Wrigley Field. And to see that and know what it meant for also for Cubs fans to be able to experience that, it was just a really cool moment. So we ended up getting tickets at a rooftop. And we're over on the left field side of things and we're able to see the whole field. So that was definitely great. When I was booking the tickets, I made sure that this was going to be a rooftop. If we were going to do this, that we could see the whole thing. 
maybe should have uh, mixed in an athletic brewer too, as opposed to all the booze throughout the course of the day. But it really was just such a fun time. And there is something special about being a Hawkeye. You know, it's great to be a Hawkeye. The old bumper sticker that um, a lot of people had growing up, and there's no doubt about it. It is great to be a Hawkeye. And it was a special day in a special environment. And being outside of Kinnick, being away from Kinnick Stadium, the boo birds that were out, and every time that the offensive ineptitude would come up and you hear the boos and the fire, Brian, and all that. And that wasn't the case on Saturday, at least not at the same level that you get at Kinnick Stadium, even though that, what, 75, 25 Hawkeye fans inside the building and outside the building of the rooftops is about 90, 10. I think I saw in our, I think 200 people were in our rooftop. I saw four Northwestern fans. It just, that's what it was. It was a Hawkeye party. And it's great to have those. And I'm hoping that we get another Hawkeye party coming up here in a couple of weeks in Indianapolis. And Iowa will go there if they do pull this thing off. And they do get to Indianapolis. They're going to be a decided underdog against Michigan or Ohio State. Or even if it's Penn State, they're going to be a huge underdog once again. And that's okay. You take a shot. But the likelihood is they're going to get blown out. With the offense struggling at this level to take on a team that's playing at the level and that will be playing at the level of those three or four mentioned teams. Like it's not going to be pretty. And Iowa still has work to do though. They're back in the driver's seat, not just with the victory against Northwestern, but coupled with what we saw over the weekend, Wisconsin getting beat by Indiana. I mean, talk about a wolf moment there, Minnesota going down. You have Nebraska going to Michigan state, a team really struggling and can't get the victory there. Everything's opening up again for this Iowa team. Not only, obviously, winning out, they're in, but even can afford a loss in the final three games and still get in to the Big Ten championship game. You don't want to back your way in. We know that. But it's definitely you know something that, as I said, the Hawkeye party that happens and things like this, it, it, it brings you back. It makes you remember. And why you watch, at times, this crappy offense, because there is something special. I'll be about being a Hawkeye fan. Well, let's talk about the game and the way that it played out. You know, it was a crazy game. The defense, the goal line stand, I think will be a huge memory of this. Obviously, the what turned into be basically a walk-off winner, the three-run bomb from Drew Stevens as he hit the 52-yard field goal that proves to be the difference and then put him to bed with uh, the little celebration afterwards there. But as it pertains to a kind of gameplay, you have to start with the defense. And though they gave up the late touchdown after the short field, after the big punt return, after an uncharacteristically poor punt from Torrey Taylor, and Torrey wasn't great throughout the game. It could have been the environment. I, I don't know, just a different feeling there. It's not a football stadium, something that Torrey obviously has not dealt with anything like that. There's a guy that uh, hadn't seen a football stadium until he, stepped onto Iowa's campus. I mean, just a guy that obviously did things completely differently and and something that we see a lot now with all the Australian punters that make their way over. But that was uncharacteristic for him. We weren't able to see a whole lot, but you got what led to the touchdown, the punt block, special teams, great again. Ontario Thompson, I'm excited to see what he can turn into also as a defensive player. You know, he was so good a year ago in Juco at Iowa Western, and we're just seeing those glimpses. And there's things you got to learn. There's things that you have to do to play defense and certainly play defensive line for this Iowa team. And it feels like he's coming along, but not quite at the level, but yeah, he's still making an impact and how great that is to see a guy making that kind of impact. And those are the high water marks on two throws the touchdown pass to Addison Estrenga from Deacon Hill. He just laid it out there. And at times 
That's all you ask. He made the makeable. And then, of course, the pass that as looked like I was going to just play conservatively, go into overtime and take their chances there. Instead, Iowa made the choice. They took a shot up the field. Caleb Brown, no longer wearing number three because Cooper DeGene was in there offensively. And he makes the big play, what, 24-yarder, 23-yarder, I think it was, for Caleb Brown and set them up for that field goal. Now, would you like to see the offense try a little bit more instead of it being a 52-yarder? Well, Kirk knows his team and knows his special teams, and Drew Stevens was able to get that done. It was a fun one. It really was. And though I'm sure if you're watching at home, not quite as fun for you, really enjoyed the experience and very happy to be able to be a part of that. We're going to talk a little bit more about the game, a few more of the big moments. The goal line stand was absolutely incredible. Mentioned I win control of the Big Ten West. Plus, we get grades from Pro Football Focus. How did this thing grade up? We got a very banged up offensive line. And maybe the most concerning, what's going on with Caleb Johnson? Your most talented playmaker offensively, you could argue. He doesn't see a snap. We'll get into that as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Well, it's time right now for our Game Changer of the Week. It's brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Drew Stevens. Yeah, we're talking Drew Stevens. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Drew Stevens, the walk-off. Now, he had the field goal earlier, another 50-plus yard attempt that went off the right upright and was no good. This one, though, and just the picture of it, too, you get that view from back behind. It goes into the right field bleachers, into the front row. One of the Northwestern band geeks, they caught the ball. And that just, how cool that was, right? Just seeing that in that environment, Drew Stevens has become such a weapon for this team. And a guy that showed up 150 pounds soaking wet and what he has done to transform himself, not just becoming a very good kicker, and that's what he's been since his freshman year, but building himself up, not just to be a guy that you can knock it in for 45 yards or something. He has turned himself into a weapon, and this team needs all the weapons that they can get. Athletic Brewing Company is our game changer of the week, presenting sponsor here each and every week on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity more enjoyable. Watching a big game or even your kid's game. Tackling work or after a big workout. And no hangovers ever. I could have used this over the weekend. You can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars all around the country. Find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy them online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Trent kind of back with you once again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. As we roll through, it is a look back at the win and a look towards the future. Mentioned the way that this division now sets up. And I like to get in arguments. I, I like to you know, come out and try to find some kind of data points, things that you can point to, and it doesn't matter the sport, it doesn't matter kind of what line, but you like to have something that you can go back on and say, you know what, whatever your team is, it's not as bad as maybe the media thinks. We can't do this right now with the Big Ten West. So Iowa sits alone in first place at 4-2. and two. 
Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska are all tied for second at three and three. Illinois two and four, Northwestern also two and four, and the Boilmakers are pulling up the rear. Four and two with the tiebreaker against Wisconsin, with the tiebreaker now against Northwestern, possibility of getting them against Nebraska and Illinois here the rest of the way. If Iowa wins even two of their next three, and the only loss comes to Rutgers, Iowa's going to be likely in the championship game. Remember, Minnesota still has one game remaining with Ohio State. That's going to be incredibly difficult for the Gophers there. It's wild. This team is 7-2. and 4-2 and two in the conference. Inside track to get to Indianapolis. And they're doing it with an offense that just, they can't figure it out. We see LaShawn Williams, who had the big run against Wisconsin, get a bulk of the carries. And when he wasn't out there, it was Jazzy on Patterson. I like Patterson. Patterson had a big run against Iowa State this year. I think he's got a really bright future with this program. LaShawn Williams, good guy, right? Good, solid running back. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be an NFL draft pick or anything like that, but just a good, solid, competent Big Ten running back. But we know when Caleb Johnson is right, he's different from the size, speed that he has. There was a touchdown run last year in Nevada in the game that went to 2 a.m. that he was out there and doing it at a high level. And, and the speed that he has with the size that he has, he is a game breaker. Now, it's difficult with the state of this offense right now to be able to see that a whole lot. He's been banged up throughout the course of the season, but he appeared to be healthy and he wasn't out there. Wasn't out there at all. I'm fine if this is a week where LaShawn Williams, better week of practice, he's going to get a bulk. Okay, that's fine. But now we have two players that feels like certainly Caleb Johnson should get some snaps, right? And he didn't. And then we find out before the game that the backup quarterback for this one against Northwestern was not Joe Labus, the guy that led the team to a bold win against Kentucky a year ago. No, it was a true freshman in Marco Lyonez. And a true freshman at a position that Kirk Ferentz is not exactly real willing to play guys early in their career. And certainly when you have a veteran in front of him, a guy that's played in a game, a guy that's won a football game for you, that was odd. Two odd situations. Now, the easiest way to kind of connect the dots here is take the easiest. They know that guys are leaving the program. They likely maybe understand that both Joe Labus and Caleb Johnson are leaving the program. That's the reason that they're not part of the game plan. If you're not in, you're out. That's old school philosophy. It's old school thinking. And in the transfer portal environment, should you be thinking that way? I think you can go back and forth with it. But I think that is the reality. I don't know for sure. I'm sure on Tuesday we'll get a little more clarity after the Kirk Ferentz press conference. It was not asked in the postgame press conference about that. But that is definitely going to be something that I believe you're going to hear a little bit more about. And it's a question that definitely needs to be out there. What happened to one of your game breakers, right? One of your playmakers, what happened there? What went wrong? And why are we seeing right now not Caleb Johnson on the field? Now, we didn't see a backup at the quarterback position. It was Deacon Hill from start to finish. Good news, though, on the Caleb Brown front. We mentioned that, and he played, what do I think? 16 snaps in the game, something in that range. So he was out there a little bit more. We didn't see a ton offensively. We didn't see maybe the glimmer of hope that a Brian in his final four or five games with the bowl game, with a maybe Big Ten championship, that we're going to see more. They just can't. And you couple that with the way this game played out. 
You know, in the first couple of drives of the game, you lose three offensive linemen. Rusty Feth exits. Logan Jones exits. You got injuries piling up out there. Jennings Dunker was good. He was about the only healthy guy throughout the course of the game. They put Nick DeYoung in at left tackle, and you kind of, I, I was thinking to myself during the game, where's Dejon Parker? I know Dejon Parker, when he transferred in from Saginaw State, this is a guy that, all right, he's making a transition. He's making a big adjustment up. Maybe it's going to take a while, but you just look at him. He looks the part, right? And why it hasn't clicked. Is it just the injury? Yeah, that knee scope wasn't able to get spring practice, wasn't able to do a whole lot in the summer, but he's been back for a while. Was it just a miss in the recruiting ranks? Did they go out there, find a guy, and find out that he just isn't very good? Is he not picking up the system? Is there more to it? Is the injury still lingering? Whatever it is, I thought with all the guys banged up like they were, that we were going to see some Parker. Uh, Not the case. Did not see him out there. Caleb Brown, great to see. He is a chance to be a guy that can make some plays for them, do some different things. But they did do one thing, and it was putting Cooper DeGene out there offensively. It was just two snaps. Would have liked to see more than that. The buzz when he tried it out onto the field and you see number three, you can see it's not the number three, Caleb Brown. It's number three, Cooper DeSheen. All right. And right away, they gave him the ball on the jet sweep on that uh, special play that they had set up. Then they used him as a decoy. They picked another four or five yards. One of the best runs of the day came on that one uh, when he was just used as a decoy on the fake there. Want to see more. I mean, want to see that go up and maybe instead of or two plays. Maybe it's for a full drive. Maybe you do it a couple of times, once in the first half, once in the second, something like that. Look, we're not asking for the moon, right? We're asking for a sliver. Just give us a little something there. And if you're going to do it, also put him in the Wildcat. He can throw the football. He's an incredible athlete. He was a quarterback at the high school level, and yes, I understand. Quarterbacking at the high school level is different than being a Big Ten quarterback, but with the offense continue to be stuck in mud, just Keep building on it. That That's the hope, right, going forward. All right, you got your feet wet. You did it. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. You did it. All right, so there's step one. Let's keep making those steps a little bit further. Doing a little bit more with Cooper DeGene because God knows this team needs all the help that they can get. Let's get into the numbers from Pro Football Focus. What we saw, if it marries. This is what I like to do every single week. Take a look at these numbers from Pro Football Focus and see they kind of match up with what we also see on our own side. We will do that, take a look at what they have and what they saw in the game as Iowa gets the win 10-7 against Northwestern from Wrigley Field. The numbers from Pro Football Focus as we continue Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs for my small business. It is incredibly easy to set up. I love the easy way that you can create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you do, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. It spreads the word that you are hiring. And it has simple tools like screen questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com 
slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Trent kind of back with you one final time on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. As always, thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Don't forget about college football live coming to you on this feed and all the Locked On College feeds each and every Friday talking the national scene of college football. Iowa Rutgers coming up this week. We will break the game down. Coming up later in the week, we will hear from LaShawn Daniels after his experience at Wrigley. And us getting actually hang out for the first time, which was a lot of fun on Friday uh, for the Friday podcast as we were out at Merkel's and really enjoyed that. We have that component to it. Also, we uh, will have Jace. He's going to stop by a little bit later. Biz will stop in and we will have a podcast either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on his work schedule and get that out to you. But we'll break down Rutgers. We'll talk about maybe some candidates, some different things. And we got basketball starting up this week too, both men's and women's, which is going to be great. Excuse me. Need a little sweat. Oh. There we go. As you can see. And here. The voice. Yeah, it was a long weekend. <laughs> long weekend in Chicago. So, pro football focus grades. That's what we're here. And as you'd imagine, the number's not great for the offense. Very good for the defense. Start at the tight end position, Deacon Hill. A 43.2. It's bad. 10 of 15 throwing, 65 yards of the game, had the touchdown and the 23-yarder to Caleb Brown that set up the game-winning score. His passing grade was a 32, had a lot of turnover-worthy plays, had the interception in the end zone, uh, just a bad throw to Nico in the end zone. I mean, he was covered the whole way. It was off play action. It wasn't, he didn't read anything. He just threw it, and he was covered, and it was picked off. It just, that's a bad play. Had the one where he was almost sacked, then he chucked it out to the right side. That was almost intercepted. Would have given Northwestern the ball like the 20-yard line. Had the fumble when I was driving early in the football game. Just, you got to clean those things up. And maybe even this week. Because I believe the final three games, Rutgers is going to be the best team that they face. And they're not world beaters by any means. But you know, they hung around against Ohio State. They had a chance in that game. Uh, against the Buckeyes. So this is not a brutal team by any means. This is, you think Rutgers and you think bad football, that's not going to be the case this week. And you don't have to play perfectly to beat Rutgers, but you need more. Probably going to need more this week against Rutgers offensively if you're going to get it done. Mentioned the running back position. The highest graded running back was the fullback, Caden Large, with a 65. Not great for LaShawn Williams, a 53. 52 for Jazion Patterson. And as mentioned, no Caleb Brown this week. Tight end Steven Stilianos was the top graded. Uh, Ortworth played a little bit. The true freshman. Estrango had the touchdown. He was a 56 along with Johnny Pacuzzi in uh, his limited reps out there. Wide receiver, your highest rated guy was Deontay Vines. A six, excuse me, a 60.6. Jacob Bostic played a snap. How about that? Jake, we've been waiting for him to be healthy. He was finally healthy enough to get out there and play a snap in the game. Uh, Nico Ragini with a 59, Wetchin a 57, 55 for Caleb Brown, save for Seth Anderson. Not a whole lot there, and we're used to that every single week. Offensive line. These numbers surprised me because they didn't run the ball real well. There was pressure throughout the course of the game. And the offensive line overall, especially with all the juggling parts that they did, graded out pretty well. Jennings Dunker, your highest guy. He's a 79.6. Really good grade there for the right tackle, Jennings Dunker. Connor Colby next, 73. You know, he's banged up both Colby and Richmond, and I think Richmond's, Richmond's more significant. But Tyler Ellsbury came in, 
at the center spot when Logan Jones exited, and he played really well and graded out very well too. But I, I think that was one that you could definitely see pop 68.3 off the bench there for Ellsbury. Good to see that. Now, Ellsbury had some moments last year too. It feels like maybe they need to find a role. Uh, Bo Stevens, he got hurt, maybe significant at the end of the game. He was a 64. Your lowest graded offensive lineman is Rusty Feth with a 51. He was another guy that got banged up. I just, it was walking wounded out there and ugly overall for the offense. Defense, though, well, that's a lot better. And we take a look at the grades for the defense in this football game. Start with the defensive line across the board. Very, very good. Logan Lee, uh, he was just plugging holes all over the place. Played really well. This defensive line, uh, you start there on that goal line stand, the four straight plays inside the two-yard line and holding Northwestern out of the end zone. Yante Craig, he was a 75. Joe Evans, a 73. Wyatt Black, who had a sack, thought he was really good. You can tell he's battling out there. Uh, he uh, went with the home run swing after his sack, too. Love that. Ottaway Black seems to be coming on and uh, get into some of the reserves there. Linebacker, Jay Higgins. Not only should he be first team all Big Ten, we need to be talking about All-American for Jay Higgins. Where would this defense be without Jay Higgins in the middle? And Nick Jackson's learning, figured it out, took a little bit longer maybe than I thought it was going to for Nick Jackson. He's playing well, and he graded out well himself as uh, he had a 75.5 grade. But Jay Higgins, just week after week, double-digit tackles, and he is all over the place. Uh, Kyler Fisher, he was in there a lot. He graded out really well. Saw Jaden Harrell during that goal line stand. He was also in there, uh, the youngster from Urbandale, who is kind of part of the future, if you will, for that linebacker group. And then defensive back, Xavier Wampa. We've talked about this. He's banked up. He's out there gutting it out. He actually graded out as the best defensive back. Jamari Harris right behind him. Sebastian Castro was third. Cooper Jean, a little bit lower down in the list defensively at 55.1 grade. Had that pass interference in the end zone. Sure, that was a part of that there. And welcome back to Sean Lee. Good to see him being able to get out on the field once again. Those are the numbers from Pro Football Focus. And I think overall, kept merry with what we saw on Saturday. What we saw was an Iowa win. 10-7. It's not pretty. It's ugly. It's hideous. It's our team. But we got plenty of things to be angry about. Wondering what the future is going to look like, who the new offensive coordinator is going to be. We have a lot of those things, right? But what we do know at this point in time is Iowa 7-2, and two, and they keep finding ways. And if they can continue to ugly it up and find ways to get victories, let's enjoy that part of it. Enjoy the wins. How you get there, eh, there's frustrations. But when it eventually happens, let's keep enjoying them. And we'll try to do it again this week against Rutgers. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We are with you each and every weekday, and we will be with you all throughout the week talking all things Hawkeyes. We got basketball going on. The field hockey team qualified for the NCAA tournament. The soccer team gets a Big Ten championship. Credit to them. We'll touch on those and talk a lot of football here throughout the week on Lockdown Hawkeyes. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks.